Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. Wow, wow, wow. Hello, everybody. Thank you for being here this week. I say wow because I believe last week's testimony was just so incredibly powerful and timely. Um, Our God is amazing. You know, anytime I have the opportunity to have a preacher (laughs) come on, I give them the microphone and say, here, do your thing. Let God speak. And uh, Lisa is a preacher. She is a speaker, uh, a vessel open to God. And it was just powerful to hear Lisa Johnson share the word. And all I asked her to do was, you know what, in the midst of whatever you're going to share with us tonight, also give us your testimony. And I believe she did a fantastic job. Uh, I know that many of you were touched because I obviously every week I get to read the beautiful comments that comes through. And um, so many commented on the fact that, you know, she just spoke real. That's what it is. I'm never looking for anyone to get up and bedazzle us or dance for us or entertain us, but just speak the truth. Speak your truth. It might be slightly different from mine, and that too is okay, because I believe that God can clear up whatever differences there might be. But I, I love that she started it out, and a couple of people mentioned this, that she said, becoming a Christian um we can have a fantasy thinking, wow, it's, it's going to be all good now. It's going to be fine and dandy. And it doesn't work out that way. Being a Christian is hard. If we're truly walking the walk that God is calling us to, living the life that God is calling us to, we are going against the grain. We are standing against the world. And that means there are going to be some times that are so unbelievably difficult that you want to just throw in the towel and turn around and go back the other way. And um, I love that she laid it out just right at the beginning. You know what? If someone told you that, they lied. (laughs) They lied. Not on purpose, but, you know, that's what we do. We, We try to clean things up. We try to make Christianity look so perfect and pretty that we actually take the power of God out of it. What do you mean by that, BJ? When we try to make Christianity so pristine, so easy then we're saying, God, there really was no need for you to go through all that you allowed your son to go through. Because it's a nice, easy, easy trip to travel. And it's not true. That's why having the opportunity to hear people's testimonies are so important. It's important that we understand that being a Christian is a series of ups and downs, hardships, and getting back up and persevering and pushing through and finding God's hand, as we always say, in the midst of what you're going through. Because that ministers to more people, that speaks to more people than anything else we could possibly lay out there that looks so unattainable to the rest of the world. 
So I just love the fact that she just, you know, she put it out there. She put it out there, uh, quite honestly, very real. You know, I, I love the portion of her lesson because it really is a portion of her testimony. What do we do when Jesus doesn't show up? Ooh, I love that. When she put that out there like that, I was like, ooh, that's good. And that's real. And that's what I mean. As Christians, we tend never to say stuff like that. What do you mean Jesus didn't show up? God is always there. It's like we say that, I know that. I believe that. But he doesn't always show up in the timing that we want him to show up. And because of that, there is, as my husband says, an undercurrent of attitude that we have to fess up to and we have to deal with. If all we say is that he's always there, he's always on time, but yet he's not there when you are about to be evicted from your home. You either fake your way through it, which is what I believe many people do, or you get real with God and say, God, where were you? It's not sacrilegious to throw your questions out to God. If we look throughout the book, the, uh, the Psalms, David was constantly going, God, how long are you going to, you know, how long am I have to do this? How long are we going to have to wait for this to take place? There's something about speaking truth to our God. He can handle it. It's not blasphemous. It's having an honest relationship. God already knows, and this is a newsflash maybe, he already knows the areas in your life in which you have an attitude with him. The truth is, I believe it, he already knows the attitudes in your life that you have towards him. Why not talk about it with him? Why not? It's not like you're saying something new that God hasn't already heard. (laughs) It's not like, oh my gosh, God's going to go, oh, I can't believe BJ said that about me. I had attitudes with God at different times in my life. Why? Because I didn't understand his hand. I didn't understand his move. I love, I think Lisa actually used that. She said, what happens when we don't understand God's move. Mary and Martha both went, Lord, if you had just been here, you love our family. I know you love our family. Why didn't you come? And I loved it when she said, you start having these thoughts and these feelings and you don't want to speak them, but you say things like, or you think things like, But he showed up for other people. Why not me? Why not me? We start to question his love. Is it real? We start questioning whether or not it's us. You're personally upset at me. 
But if we look at the lesson that Lisa laid out there, it was all part of God's divine plan. What if, brothers and sisters, we wrapped ourselves around that little nugget? God, when I don't understand your move, when I don't understand your timing, I'm going to trust that it's all a part of God's divine plan. There's something very special in that mindset because that keeps us in alignment in the plan of God versus us taking ourselves out. Because God doesn't toss us out. We take ourselves out. Mary could have very easily taken herself out of God's plan by being upset and angry and staying upset and angry that Jesus wasn't there. I love that Martha says, I know that he will rise again. I know she was solid on the things that she knew she was solid on them. But on the things that she was not solid on, she trusted that God was going to give it to her. Are we trusting that God is going to reveal the things that we don't know? Only let us live up to what we have already attained. There's just so much. I I just felt the lesson this week was so rich (laughs) in so many ways. But I, I love the why not me because it made me really stop and and examine myself. You know, my husband used that term all the time, babe. We need to examine ourselves. What are we thinking? What are we feeling? Why are we making this decision? Why are we making this move? That's us examining our hearts. God says, search me. Search me. So I'm asking God, search me. Show me what is in my heart because I don't know. You know, you think you know what's in your heart, but then you give yourself a lot more credit than you really probably should. (laughs) And then if we don't go from that extreme, we go to the opposite extreme and we don't give ourselves credit enough. We're either so good or we are the worst ever. And God wants us to see, you know what, guys, you're really right in between. You're right there in the middle. Just trust me. If you think you're too good, I'll bring you down. Trust me. If you think you're not good enough, I'll bring you up. Trust me. But it all comes back to trust. I love when she had mentioned, oh my gosh, I don't know uh, what part of the lesson exactly she was referring to. But she said, oh, you've got to look at your theology, your theology. She said, because whatever you believe about God, you live out. That was a good one. That was nuggets. Nuggets were bouncing all over my brain at that moment. Whatever you believe about God, you live out. That is truth. If I believe that God is a vengeful God, I'm going to live protecting myself from his wrath. If I believe that God holds a grudge, he holds, he keeps records of all of my wrong, all the wrongs that I've done in life. 
I will walk through my walk. Even if I call myself a Christian, guard it, protecting myself. If I believe that God will do for someone else, but he will not do for me, I will walk this Christian walk detached from my God because I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. I'm waiting for something bad to happen. Whatever you believe about God, you do indeed live out. So as we're going through things and, 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 and God is calling us to some things that makes no sense, Lisa mentioned a lot of scary things. I mean, everything from fingernails coming off to obviously the cancer that she's dealing with. And, you know, a side note, she had talked about and posted this week that her markers, her numbers are better than ever right now. God is doing some phenomenal things. However, he allowed her to go down the scary road. He is still allowing her to go down this scary road. And it looks like the light is being turned on, but we don't know that. God sends us into directions that make no sense to us. But along the way, we're learning lessons, lessons that are lifelong lessons that we're going to need, that's going to be necessary for the next part of our journey. Are we fighting the lessons that God's trying to teach us to prepare us for the next part of the journey? No one wants to see a friend have to battle cancer. That would never have been my desire. My desire or my prayer for Lisa. But I can listen to it and see God is at work. His plan was for her to go down this road because it's brought her to such a place as this, where she is now. She would not have gotten there had she not ventured down this rocky road. What are we pushing away from that God is insisting you need to go this way? Every challenge, every darkness, every, every dark turn that we have to endure, it pushes us to the next level. So every challenge brings a new challenge. What's your new challenge? Are you stepping up to the plate? Or are you cowering away from hard, difficult times? Because you don't want the stress of it all. I don't want to feel that, God. And he's saying, if you say no to this, you're also saying no to the next tier of your destiny. Guys, are you willing to say yes? God, whatever it takes. That's honestly where I am right now. My life is in such a place of surrender right now. I'm like, God, you know, do with it whatever you want. It's been a long road. I have fought you long enough. I wore myself out trying to figure out BJ's road. I wore myself out trying to interrupt God's road for BJ. 
And at some point, I believe we all come to it. I had to go, God. I'm putting up the white flag. I'm done. I surrender. In my book, I talk about, you know, in preschool, I I teach kindergarten every now and then. And every now and then, one of the kids will come up and go, ooh, Tommy said the S word. And at first, my when I was first teaching, I was like, oh my gosh, how does Tony, uh, Tommy even know the S word? <laughs> but then I learned, the more and more I was teaching, the S word for kindergartners was stupid. I was like, oh. So my heart kind of went into a panic when I heard the S word. So for them, little Tommy said stupid. And everybody was like, oh, I can't believe he said that. But in my book, Rebound, I mention, I say, you know, for us, God also has an S word. And we have that same response. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. God said the S word. But for us, the S word is surrender. And we, we break out into a panic and a cold sweat. Just like those five-year-olds do when little Tommy says something like, stupid. God is saying, we have got to choose to surrender. And I love that Lisa kept saying, I don't know how to do this. I didn't know if he was going to say yes or if he was going to say no. But what I do know is he'll help me. He'll be there and he'll help me. That is a lesson that I If I could bottle that and sell it, I'd be a wealthy woman. God says, I will be there and I will help you through it. What if we really grabbed onto that? Then there would be no fear in surrender. Because whatever it is I'm afraid to surrender to, God is saying, I'm going to be there and I'm going to help you. That's why it hit me like a ton of bricks when she said, I was afraid, can I die well? (laughs) Now that's a question I'd never thought of. Never thought of. You always think about living well for God. But I guess until you're standing in those shoes, you don't think in terms of can I die well? None of us know what our end times will look like. We don't know the the devastation of it, the longevity of it, the pain of it. We don't know any of that. But when Lisa said it, she was like, can I die and be myself? Not be bitter. Not be angry. I want to know what that's like, God. I want to be able to die well. To be able to truly say as Paul did, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have kept the faith to the bitter end. That is the one lesson. There's so many lessons, but that is the one glaring lesson from my dad's death that I will hold on to forever. No one's ever ready 
to walk away and leave loved ones behind. But my dad was ready. He had fought the good fight. He had finished the race and he kept the faith. So as we all stood around his bed and we're wanting him to stay, all I could think of, and I shared this with my brothers and my sisters, this is what dad has spent his life for. He's been preparing for this. We now need to help him across the finish line. For us to stand in the way of him crossing the finish line is keeping him from the victory in Jesus that he has lived his life for. Guys, I don't know about you. That's where I want to be when that time comes. But until then, I'm going to grab on to the S word and I'm going to choose to surrender because I know it's a promise from God. I will be with you and I will help you through it. Whatever you're dealing with today, however hard it may be, And if it's easy right now, God bless you. I know a hard time will always come around the corner. This is a lesson for everyone. Our God will never leave us and he would never forsake us. But that does not mean he will not take you down some rocky roads and some dark, dark highways. But when he does, trust him when he says, I will be with you and I will help you through it. The hand of God is available to all of us, but it is our choice to grab onto it. Guys, I love you much. Thank you for tuning in as always. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. I hope you've been enlightened and encouraged. I want to say thank you to my incredible guest this week and a special thanks to my music man, Mr. David Burnett Graham. Follow me on Instagram, everybody. And until next time, be on the lookout for the hand of God.